Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us on Tragedy Plus Time. Everything's fine. I am your host, Summer Shine. This is a Rogue Media Network production. On this podcast, we're going to explore the deep wounds of tragedy, the way folks just like you survived said tragedy, and the nuances that we reflect on that now make us laugh. We're going to laugh, we're going to cry, and we're going to hear stories of profound survival, even when it didn't seem like it was possible. Sit back, buckle up, and get ready for the ride. Welcome to Tragedy Plus Time. Everything's fine. I'm your host, Summer Shine. Actually, I am your co-host because I have my very lovely, amazing, awesome co-host, Chrissy Rivers. What up, listeners? What up, Summer? How is everybody? You know, I, I thought we were out of the thick of the quarantine, Chrissy, and so you know me, I've not quarantined very much, um, but the second round of um, possible shutdowns got me a little nervous. Yeah, they did, really. We have not talked yeah. about this. That's right, we haven't, because I have been living in a state of um, cheerful bliss, ignorant bliss, and I love it because, you know, I'll get real wrapped up and stuff, but uh, this, this little round, I'm, I'm concerned about the economy, you know me. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned about economy um, because I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about the coronavirus itself yet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a little on edge. I'm a little on edge this week. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I mean, um, I am sort of the opposite. I think I've more settled into like, okay, this is what life looks like, but I am very concerned about the economy and, um, and, you know, and everyone's wellness, you know, and mental health. Let's be, let's be real. No one's mental health is great right now. You know, let me tell you, mental health has been a big issue. You know, I I think you and I have talked about it before is that I've always felt like I had pretty good mental health aside when I was in my addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this year in the last six months, I have, I've had a complete nervous breakdown, one entire nervous breakdown. It just gives, seems, seems to be rolling into the next week, you know, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to do an episode at some point about all the changes that 2020 has brought to your life. That'll be an interesting 
conversation when you're ready to have it because you've had a, you've been living in the upside down in a, in a different kind of way than the rest of us. So one day. Oh my God, the upside down. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like it's a parallel universe to the life I was living six months ago. I mean, a complete parallel universe. So yeah. anyway, well, I'm really, 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 really pumped about this week's guests. I think that we have um, this is a topic that I just don't know that I have seen or heard very much talked about. And right. so it, it blows my mind. And I am, I'm like, been like skipping around all week. I was the first person on the Zoom call for the podcast. You know, like, I've been like, this is going to be a good one. Um, I, I, these are your friends. So I'm going to let you introduce them and okay. roll with it. Let's go. Okay, great. Well, everybody, um, I'm going to introduce you guys to Patricia and Gwen. We met in church, um, I don't know, a number of years ago, and then they moved. Um, and we just have kind of kept touch via social media, but really had a lot more interaction since um, shelter in place. And we all have been so dependent on social media for our social lives. Also, I think that this social revolution has brought us closer. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I am not going to tell any bits of your story uh, for you. I'd rather that you guys do that yourselves. But Patricia and Gwen, will y'all introduce yourselves? Say hi to everybody. Hi, I'm Patricia. Um... I'm Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've had to introduce myself in a long time, and I don't know what anyone would find interesting. Um, we're mamas of two precious babies. Our little girl just turned three today, actually, and our little boy is four. Um, and life has changed radically for us over the last year. Yeah. Um, my wife, Gwen, came out, I'm sorry, disclosed to me that she is transgender in April of 2019. And so um, that's, that's the story we're here to share, is the, the story of how we have endured. Man. Okay, okay. I want to I take a second, because you, you said something, um, and I want you to clarify why you said. Um, you started to say, my wife came out to me, but you stopped in the middle of came out and said disclosed. Can we talk about the power in those phrases and why you chose to say it that way? Absolutely. Um, I actually, am, I'm still in the learning process. A lot of um, the, the education for me in LGBTQIA community is incredibly new to me. Um, actually, as of last April, I knew nothing. It was a willful, ignorant situation. And so um, I'm still learning and educating myself and correcting myself. Coming out is really, I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, Gwen, a term that is used for um, coming out about your sexuality, but disclosing your gender identity is, um, it's just, it's viewed in a different way. It's not so much of a, a coming out as much as it is a, a sharing a whole part of who you are, not just, um, or it's a whole, sharing a whole of yourself rather than part of who you are. Um, so I think that's why disclosure is a more respectful term than coming out for one's gender identity beyond their sexuality. Okay, understood. Okay, so coming out is about sexuality. Disclosure is about identity. I think. I could have just okay. made that qualification all on my own, but that's the way I, 
my mind. Well, and I think I think that we all use words in particular ways that suit, suit ourselves as long as we're not hurting a hole. So it's good to hear. I was wondering, is it hurting a hole to say coming out? Um, but now that I kind of have that difference, that's great. I'm, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Thanks. Do what I can. <laughs> okay, so uh, Gwen, how do you feel about the the different terms? And I also really wanted to ask you along that same line um how do you how do you how do you feel how do you deal with god how do i say this um <laughs> with how clumsy we are in conversation about this i i was nervous to, i don't want to screw it up and i feel like there's a lot of potential for me to do that because we are not walking in the same shoes so how do you feel about when we get it wrong when we you know in the terminology and the um language well you know for me personally um i'm just as clumsy as at it as well uh, this is something that has not really been a big part of my life until last april um, when i realized that i was a part of the lgbt community specifically the t part for transgender uh, and so I had a whole lot of learning and education to do myself to figure out, you know, everything about this new part of me that I had just discovered. Um, so really the thing I found that helps the most in being comfortable in conversation and using terminology is just practice. Finding somebody that you can talk to it with, to, through it with, somebody that you can be comfortable with and that isn't going to you know, hold it over you if you do say something wrong. And then when you do, just correct and move on and remember for next time. Yeah, and saying thank you instead of sorry is actually a really big part of uh, being honoring in the conversation. It's something I've learned. I'm an over-apologizer. Uh, so I had to learn pretty early on that changing from the I'm sorry to the thank you when she corrected me allowed us both to move forward with more peace. It also didn't ask her to, um, she gets to hurt when I mess up. Now she's incredibly gracious. Sorry, she just had to go deal with the kids, but she's incredibly gracious um, and patient, but it's still, she gets to hurt when I mess up. And so she doesn't have to adjust her emotions to make it okay for me when I get it wrong. I just get to say thank you and learn from the opportunity. Oh, that's really, that is very gracious. I, and you know, gosh, that translates to every relationship really. If, yeah. If we were able to thank people, in every relationship when they guided us into the way they want to be treated. That is a revolutionary way of dealing with conflict, I think. Yes, correction and reproach are really important parts of life. They're the only way we get to grow, in my opinion. And so hearing correction and being able to humbly say, thank you. Um, you can think I'm sorry, you can feel I'm sorry, you can process that on your own time. But in that moment, finding the way, and again, that takes a lot of practice, but finding the way to get to the thank you and making the correction and then using it moving forward is just really, is just really important for all of us for all aspects of life, I think. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. 
So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Wow, that's huge. I'm just, I'm, I'm deeply impacted by that already. I am too. Can I just say, like, I'm tearing up a little bit because I'm thinking about all the times that I've gotten correction from someone I love and been so defensive in the moment that it drove them, it drove the correction away. We didn't get to have a real sincere talk about the thing that I was doing that was hurting them because of my defensiveness, instead of just saying thank you right then, and you even said you can come back later if you're hurt about it. You can come back with a rebuttal later. Um, now, now to go practice. Now I'll be practicing that. Yeah, and I say that from also a place of grace myself because I've messed up a ton. I've lost a lot of opportunity in my life where I've been too proud, too defensive. Um, honestly, this last year with Gwen, because she is the most important person in my life, um, keeping that as the focus of working through the big change going on in our family, um, in our entire family, um, the, they required a lot of humility. Um, and so I just feel like it was thrust upon me and I dealt with it poorly at first, um, but I have practiced a lot since. And that's the only way it's gotten better. So I wanna know, how did, what was your, initial reaction, Patricia, and so Gwen discloses to you, mm -hmm. and, and you decide to stay married, and that is a, that is a very big decision that you made, um, and so brave and beautiful, but how in the world did you get there? How, how did you guys make that work? How are you making it work? It was, it was a process. Um, I, full disclosure, I did not respond well when she disclosed to me. I, I was not respectful. I was not kind. Uh, she told me that she believed that her gender identity was something that she needed to give more consideration to. And I laughed. Um, I thought she was kidding. And I'm horrified that that is the factual part of the story, but I laughed because I thought she was kidding. And then I saw the hurt in her eyes. Um, and being the most solid, sound-minded, level-headed person in my entire life ever, 
I knew it had to be real, something big that she was experiencing because of how I saw, I saw the hurt in her eyes and the fear in her eyes. And so that made me stop laughing. Um, and it made me sit down and it made me listen. Um, but I withdrew. I sat on the far edge of the couch. I pulled back my entire body from her. Um, I'm a physical touch kind of person. And I didn't want her to touch me. I didn't want to feel her love in that moment because I was confused and I was scared and I'd never heard anything like this. Um, I have two other people that I know in my life that are transgender and they're not that close to me. And so it wasn't anything that I'd ever really learned about or given any time or thought to, which is, I realize now something I regret, something that I wish I'd spent more time caring about for those people but now I was confronted with it. I had to figure something out. Um, and in that moment, I honestly felt, grab the kids and run. Um, and then something practical kicked in and said, those kids are in bed, don't wake them up. So I was like, okay, we'll run in the morning. Um, but I listened. Uh, I listened to Gwen and she told me what she was experiencing. Um, and, I, and I sat in it. She asked me to not share with anyone because this was still very private and very new, which initially felt a lot like her asking me to keep a secret. I learned later in that week when I failed to keep it quiet um, with my one of my very best friends um, that there's a difference between secrecy and privacy, but we'll get back to that in a minute. She did say that I could talk with my counselor. Um, I've been in counseling for a few years. My counselor is incredible. We totally trust her. And so Gwen said, you can talk to your counselor. Please do actually. So I set up uh, like quick, please call me kind of appointment for a couple days later. And that appointment was really helpful that I, one, said all of the terrible transphobic things, like I'll just, I'll admit they were terrible and they were transphobic. And I said them all out loud to my counselor. And once they were out on the table, I could hear how terrible it was of me to be thinking and saying those things. And again, fortunately, my counselor is so gracious and she knows that that's not where my heart wanted to be. So she told me, her recommendations were to stay present, just, just stay present, try and set aside everything else in life that I could, listen to Gwen, ask my questions, but also the biggest advice that she gave me was don't make any decisions. Nothing needs to be made right now. You don't have to choose by the end of this week. You don't have to choose by the end of this month. You don't have to choose right now. Don't make any decisions because you don't know what your life is yet and you don't know what you want yet. Learn ask questions, stay present. And that was huge. So that's what I did. I logged off of Facebook for probably four or five months, uh, Instagram too, like all of my social media. I just didn't touch it for months so that I could stay connected with my family. It kept me from getting distracted. It kept me also from comparing my life um, to the world around me that was completely heteronormative. That was completely cis typical um, because that's not what I had anymore. And I felt a lot of grief and hurt over that. Um, which I was going to, no matter what I was going to, but it made it harder in the moment to focus on the learning that I needed to do um, because I was also doing some big grieving at the same time. Um, and then, yeah, it just took a lot of time and practice, a lot of conversation. That first month, I, I honestly thought we were done. I thought we were broken. I thought this was beyond repair. Um, I thought our marriage was completely shattered and I was trying to figure out, do I because she is my favorite person. She is my best friend. Do I stay to like, I don't know, like hang with her, help her guide through this? I wanted her to be well. Do we end up being just roommates? What happens? 
And in that process of my hurt, um, I just became way more honest and direct with her than I'd ever been. And that wasn't her fault that I hadn't been direct or honest with her before, but it was um, some patterns that I had learned over the years. And so, yeah, we, we broke those patterns by just becoming very direct. Okay. And so, oh my gosh, I'm so emotional over here. <laughs> oh, can I just say too, that I also am having a lot of emotion during this. I'm like, what kind of redemption have I rejected? You know, like this is beautiful. I'm just like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I love you guys. I feel like this is the second time I've made it about me, but um, <laughs> I, I want to, uh, first I want to say there's a lot of power in a, in a social media cleanse. Um, there's tons of power in that. And I love that you've done that. And number two, how brave of you. Oh my God. How brave of you to stay and do the hard work. I mean, I'm just like inspired by you. I, I, you know, bravery is, it's very kind of you to attribute that to me. And it did take a lot of strength and it did take a lot of strength, but also Gwen is the best person I know. Um, and so yeah. it was really easy, like, no, no, of course I stay. And so that was very conflicting for a while between like, am I allowed to stay? Is it okay to stay? Especially with my Christian faith, like, am I okay to stay here? But then I also had the quiet whisper of, I can't tell you if it's anything else, but I'm pretty sure it's the Holy Spirit that said, stay. Yes. Because every time yes. I was running, I'm grabbing a bag, I'm getting the kids, we're going, I'm running, the Holy Spirit whispered, stay. And I was yes. so compelled to obey. Like that was, that was my only option, that if the Holy Spirit whispered, stay, when everything human of me said, run, well, who am I to disagree with the Holy Spirit? Ooh. Man, say that. Say that for the cheap seats in the back. Can you yell that a little bit harder? Because I, oh, I just love that. And that was my next question. I was going to ask you, you know, you met Chrissy in church. Yeah. Um, I want to know what your experience with the church has been. Hmm. So, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean for that to be such a loaded moan. Um, we, in moving from Texas to Norfolk, Virginia. We got plugged in with the church. I worked there, it was wonderful. We moved again about a year and a half ago to Northern rural Virginia. Um, and we were having a hard time plugging in with the church in general. Um, yeah, there's just some antiquated thinking, some, we're just, we're pretty progressive Christians already. So that was already a challenge we were enduring and trying to figure out where did we fit at what church in the area and weren't really finding one anyways. And then she disclosed to me. Um, and now we are certain from other things that we had heard while visiting churches that we will not be welcome in a church in our area. Um, yeah, we, we will not be welcome in a community. And even the, like, even if we were to find a church that thought they were inviting, we know that we would still be the, the object of gawking. And we're not at a place where we're ready for the level of energy that that takes. Yeah. I, I was wondering, okay, so, I mean, I, uh, I'm not going to get hung up on all of the things, all the issues that I have with <laughs> um, because, you know, I, I feel like every episode I ramble a little bit about how, uh, I'm, you know, disenchanted with um, Christianity, Amen. even though I still attend and I love Jesus and all that. Um, 
But I, I guess the thought that keeps coming to mind for me is how, Gwen, do you, you're, you're a, you consider yourself a faithful Christian or Jesus follower? Is that right? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, yeah, I grew up in the church my entire life. Uh, it's been a part of who I am for as long as I can remember. And that is something that I struggled with um, when I had first realized this about myself and was trying to figure out how the two fit together, how my faith and my transgender identity could work, if they even could. Um, and, you know, the great thing about being able to access the internet these days is, you know, there's great resources out there, people who have done a lot more research into the things like this than I have and have very learned opinions and are able to express it well. Um, so learning that, you know, I'm not the first person to, the first Christian to be transgender and to still be Christian afterwards um, has been a huge help. Um, so I'm, I'm very secure in in both of those identities as a Christian and as a transgender woman. And so you have this faith and uh, obviously there's conflict about that. How did you come to the decision that you had to disclose? What did that, what did that look like in your, in your mind, in your life? How did it even come to pass that you finally were like, I can't live this way anymore? Well, it kind of came on all at once in a huge flood. Um, I had come across something, I don't even remember what it was now, that resonated with me that just kind of felt, that met me where I wasn't expecting to be met. Um, and it was something that had been posted or shared by a transgender woman. Um, so I looked into it a little more and learned a little bit more. And it's like, this is... This is all resounding with me in a way that I have never felt, seen, or heard before. Um, and over the course of maybe 10 days, I had done a whole lot of research myself, and it was just such a huge weight that was pressing on me that this was a huge part of myself that I had repressed, that I had hidden, that I had kept blocked away even from myself for almost 31 years at that point, um, that there was no way that I could not share it with Trisha. There's no way that I could keep it to myself anymore at that point. It was just too heavy of a burden for me to bear by myself. God, I mean, they're, they're not the same in any way, shape or form, but I do understand what it's like to have a part of yourself that you deny. And, um, you know, for me, it was my blackness, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, just, uh, I didn't like that part of myself and it felt like a part of me that made me less. And, um, I cannot imagine what it must feel like to have to reconcile, uh, who you are that way to, to actually have to disclose it to the world and then openly deal with what the world thinks about yeah. who you actually are. At yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, when I first disclosed to Patricia, it was, you know, I don't know that I had any transgender people that I knew from before coming out. Um, 
other than I think one person that I knew through Patricia. Uh, so it was all brand new to me and I was sure that it was going to destroy our worlds, that our marriage was over. There was no way that we could reconcile and move forward from there. Um, but it was, that was the end. Everything was going to be different and changed from there. And it was in all the best ways instead of all the terrible ways that I kept telling myself. Um, it was almost all entirely thanks to her and mm -mm. how amazing she is. Nope, all her. <laughs> I love it. When I love that. That's the thing y'all are arguing about. Like, <laughs> I think that's so cool, man. Y'all are y'all are a real. This is a really cool story, and we're coming to the end of our time together um, today. But you know, I would. I really, really want to hear more. How about you, Chrissy? Oh my gosh! Yes, yes, yes! I can't like looking at the clock. I'm like, no, we have to do a part two. We have to do a part two. Would Would you guys be willing to come back next week for a part two? I mean, I'm putting you on the spot because we're recording, and so you you're gonna have to answer to the peoples, all the peoples. It doesn't have to be the same exact time. We can move it around. So Gwen's an Enneagram five, and I'm an Enneagram six, and so like, oh <laughs> she's on the like <laughs> side of things right now. <laughs> but we both know that there's more to share. She already gave me the nod with the scared eyes, which is what she did when Neil first asked us in the first place. So we will come back, and we will do next week. I told you I've been doing like a little Irish jig all week. Like, um, because I am Irish, so that's why I've been doing the Irish jig. Um, so, but um, so I'm super excited. Now I'll be doing another Irish jig, gig, jig all week long. So, um, I appreciate your honesty um, here on the podcast, but also both of you for being so brave and not only uh, to to be 100% yourselves with each other, but also to come here and say the things that you have said today and for the bravery that you guys are gonna show next week. Um, Cause I think this is gonna be awesome. Okay. I think it's gonna be awesome. It's, it's one of our, it's our heart to share this journey because we can tell you more next week, but there's not a lot out there about uh, trans cis couples that stay together or that are together at all, or there's just not a lot out there. And so we kind of had to feel, we felt like we pioneered our own way. Um, so it's, it's important to us for us to be out in the world for other people to know that if they're living this, they're not alone. And for other people who aren't living this at all, but don't know that this can even be a possibility that they could possibly be love and support to someone in their lives better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And I think I said that when I first, when I was kind of introducing you guys, I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone. And I'm, I mean, I am, I feel like I'm a, a part of it, not a part of the LGBTQIA community, but I'm an ally for sure, a big ally. Um, <clears throat> and so I, this is groundbreaking and, and, and I mean, we're all Christians here. So let me just say, um, it's by the word of the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony that we're healed. And so <laughs> that's where our healing comes from. Is this that you're doing right here, right now? And I appreciate that. Amen to that. I mean, I just keep thinking like, to me, your love story, your marriage is a testament to the power of, you know, faith and trust in God. Thanks. For sure. It's, it's, it's impressive and powerful and, um, 
and inspirational, you know, to the yeah. rest of us. What you're doing is paving a way. And I'm only disappointed that you aren't able to do it with your own faith community right there in your in your town. Um, but I know we'll talk more about, I will talk more about that next week. <laughs> yes, I know. We know you will, Chrissy. We know you will. No, I'm grateful for all of you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We will talk to you guys again next week. Um, Mike, thank you. Uh, Rogue Media Network Productions. If you guys want to go check that out, they're on Facebook and on Instagram. So is Tragedy Plus Time. Everything's fine. Chrissy, I love you. I love you too. Trisha, okay. I love you. Yes. Love you. <laughs> All right. See y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye. Guys, thanks again for listening. You are amazing. This show is nothing without your support. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, please hit the subscribe button and show us some love. My name is Summer Shine. You can find me on all the social meds or check out my website at summershinespeaks.com to hear more about what's going on in my world. A huge shout out to Rogue Media Network for all their time, love, and support. Wouldn't even be a thing without these guys. Make sure you check out their other shows and tune in again next week. A special thanks to Fish Hands for our theme music. If you like what you heard, please hop on over to Bandcamp and check out more from them. Remember, your story isn't over yet. You're still here for a reason. This tragedy is just one of the spaces in your life, and there is life on the other side. You'll make it out alive. You know how I know? I did. Peace out. I'm Becca. And I'm Josie. And, and we're, we're your, your judges. judges. And this is by the cover. No, wait. Do you want us to? Oh, shit. Okay, we'll try it again. Okay. Hi, I'm Becca. And I'm Josie. And, and we're, we're your, your judges. judges on By the Cover, a new podcast. Yeah, we're a talk show. God, we're a Josie. Yeah, we're a comedy talk show centered around Amazon book review culture. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are. All the We're places. There. You can't hide from us. Anyway, listen to our show. We're going to be funny. We're going to be talking about books, and it's going to be great. Yay! Promo over. Hello, I'm Ann Harder. Central Texas Living has found a new home on the Rogue Media Network in a podcast. Join me each week as I talk to a new guest from our community that you may know or have always wanted to. We'll talk about exciting events, progress, changes in our little part of the world, and much more. And if you've got people you'd love to hear from on the podcast, just drop me a line at ann at roguemedianetwork.com. The show you've loved over the years on television is now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe today and we'll see you next time on Central Texas Living. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.